0: Alright, hello Idiots on parade, the Too Ugly for TV podcast, bonus podcast with my friend Barrett Antar Goodwin, musician in New York City. Hi Barrett.
1: Hey, how are you, sir? I
0: am well. So, uh, to listeners that have been paying attention to these uh, bonus conversations you and I have been having, we've been talking about uh, personal responsibility, uh, the power of positive versus negative thinking, and... In a way, I think we discussed ego, correct? Getting our, our ego... I don't
1: remember. Yeah. I mean, that has definitely been part of it at all times, because that's generally the root of most of, at least my problems. Yeah. You know?
0: Same here. I agree. It's, it's been, you know, I look back at my life. So, let's, so you've known me 30 goddamn years. Holy fucking Christ. Um, long goddamn time.
1: Yeah, it's been a minute.
0: So you know me better than pretty much anyone. Um, and what I want to talk about is I've had, I've been a member of my gym for maybe five years, and I've had three run-ins with other people at the gym, and I don't know if that's high, low, or normal, or what. You were actually on the phone with me for one of them, and then, oddly enough, the next two happened back-to-back two days in a row, mm. and how I handled them was completely different, and I suppose that's what I want to talk about. Um, mm mm-hmm. Do you remember the first one? Because I do. I can tell you about it if you don't.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, well, I think it wasn't somebody waiting for a machine or you would put your bottle. Did you put something by the machine because you were going to use it in a second or something? Like, I remember. Close,
0: yeah. I was actually using the machine, and what had right. happened is uh, I walked away to get a drink, and when I walked back, he was moving my uh, towel and taking my weights off. Right. And I just sort of said, Oh, I was using that. He goes, You weren't on it. I said, oh, I just walked away to the waterfront. He goes, Well, you weren't on it. I said, All right, well I can see what kind of person you are and I started to walk away and he got super pissed at me. Like right. because I didn't try to fight with him. I didn't like I didn't it didn't create conflict. I just called him out on being a dick and he didn't yeah. like that. And I just literally walked away. Um so the two that are most recent I handled differently and I guess I wanted to see one, I would—I don't know. I'll just tell you what, from my point of view, and I'm sure that they have their own point of view. But um, I show up and I want to get on an elliptical machine, and there's a ceiling fan above me, and it's really blowing hard on me. And I just turn it off, and I get on the elliptical and start going. Mm-hmm. Fifteen, twenty seconds later, I—there's a guy standing right in front of me, going, "Hey, did you get permission to turn that off?" And I'm like, "Uh, what?" He goes, "That fan. Did you get permission to turn that fan off?" I'm like, "No." He goes. <laughs> he said something, and I, I'm, this is not verbatim. He's like, well, why did you touch it? And I'm like, I just wanted it off. He goes, you turned off every fan in here. And I just sort of went, huh? And he goes, there are three fans hooked up to that switch. You need permission. And I said, oh, I just wanted to turn that one off. You can turn it back on. And he, and he said something else. And I went, dude, don't get your panties in a bunch. And then he got pissed off. But <laughs> by that point, I had I was getting kind of irritated with him. Like, all you have to do is like, hey, you turned off all the fans or whatever the fuck. But he was super pissed. And so he said something and I don't remember what it was, but I just remember he started to walk and I said, well, you seem like a really happy person. I bet you lead a really happy life. And then he blew up and walked away and shot something over his shoulder. And I just went like, all right, you're a dick. Um, but I wonder why I felt the need to throw it in, into the, the panties in a bunch. Like I could have handled myself differently or not cared. And that's what I did the very next day. So the very next day, um, I, it was almost the same as the first one, except a little different. Uh, I was doing a uh, back machine, and I got up, and I walked over, got a drink, and I walked back, and this guy wearing headphones pulls his headphone off and looks at me and goes, you need to wipe down the machines when you're done with them. I said, oh, I was still using it. I was just between reps. He goes, well, you should wipe it down between reps for other people. And I, like I said, if someone wants to jump in. And I looked at the guy, and and the first thing I noticed was that he did not have a gym towel. He had a towel he brought from home. Like, they they have little stacks of, like, hand towels that you can wipe your face and wipe down machines with. He mm-hmm. had one that he brought from home. It was very obvious. And I just sort of looked at him, and I thought in my head, like, oh, this guy's a germaphobe. He's an asshole, and he's taking his shit out on me. He's got crazy going on in his head. All right, fuck him. But I didn't say anything. I just sort of looked at him, and I was like, all right. You know, and I just, you know, walked away from him, and I went back to my machine. Mm-hmm. And then I started to watch him over the course of the day, over the, his workout, and I was right. What he would do is he'd walk up to a machine, he'd wipe it down, use it, and wipe it down again and leave. Like, I wipe it down when I'm done and leave, but he, like I said, he brings his towel from home, He's he's got to wipe it down before he touches it. And I guess where I want to go with ego is, I, I don't even know why I want to, but the idea that wh- where do or why do people feel the need to take their bullshit out on others? Like, what in his mind... It, it, both of these cases is justified in the approach. Because I wanted to sort I you know, in my head I was saying to him, like, oh, you're a germaphobe. Dude, I get it. That's great. You got some fucked up shit going on in your head. <laughs> just don't take it out on, on others, all right? Leave me the fuck out of your drama. But I didn't. Yeah. I just let it go. But where does the idea that, did you get permission to turn that fan off? What? You know, like, is this human interaction and I'm just not used to it? Or... I, I don't even know I I don't know what are your thoughts on on because like I said I've ne- now if I was having this happen every day I would probably go there's something about me that invites this or maybe I am doing something but the fact that I went five years and mostly have had good interactions or zero interactions you know I have other guys there that I don't really know their name but we see each other like hey fist bump you know like just you see each other often enough that you establish just that rapport
1: yeah
0: so I don't I don't know what what are your thoughts on people that are so <clears throat> in their own head that Hmm. is it is it um i don't know and and then i guess i just ask you what do you think of my responses appropriate inappropriate like i know they don't get your panties in a bunch probably inappropriate could have handled myself better but at the same time i was kind of like fuck you you. you're a dick
1: well i mean i oh god there's so many directions i could go with this but my my first thought is most of us have a very very difficult time seeing <clears throat> seeing I, I guess a better way of putting it is when we find something that bothers us about another person it's a, it's something that generally points to something that we don't like about ourselves I apologize
0: right? for interrupting you but okay mm-hmm. that's why I wanted to bring these stories up because of the idea of negative interaction me i could have shot back like fuck you you know i could have escalated it but instead i you know i sort of snipped but i didn't escalate And and what and then what you're just saying is i knew that when these experiences happen i said i need to talk to barrett about these because of what we've been talking about and then as i started telling the stories i was literally in my head going wait why am i telling this story and you brought it back to center so thank you so i apologize for interrupting but that's exactly why i brought these stories up (laughs)
1: okay well 'Cause I, I knew mean, you
0: would be able to go somewhere with them.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, but that that I mean, that's my my honest feeling. Like, I, I feel like I've learned so much in my life very recently just by understanding that in general, every argument I get into with someone that I'm emotionally close to is generally when I take a step back It points to something in myself that is a deficiency that I have not yet dealt with. And so when I see it in other people, it really bothers me. It doesn't mean I'm wrong about them, right? They might have the same deficiency and I might be clearly seeing it. But the only reason it bothers me so much is because of the fact that I'm not dealing with it in myself. That being said, I also think that there are societal values and conformity and control are huge in the social, in terms of maintaining order, conformity and control are almost paramount, right? They, they, they are the main things there, right? And so the fact that that guy would have tolerated the wind blowing on him, right, the fan blowing on him, he would have tolerated it because in his mind without permission you shouldn't do that so at once and this is again what the fuck do i know right like i wasn't there i didn't see it all this stuff right so and as I, I
0: said i'm sure he has his point of view too i'm just telling right. you my myself exactly
1: of exactly but let's just pretend i know what i'm talking about right. and i'm i can see things like that right my feeling is that There's a part of him that wants to be able to be the kind of person who doesn't have to get permission for stuff, but he's not. And so when you do something that is clearly a violation of what he considers something that he has to do, whether he wants to or not, I think he takes it out on you. Now, again, that's a crazy assumption. Do you know what I mean? I'm making a lot of leaps there. But I do think that, like, I, I guess... Again, a better way of putting it is when I find myself getting like that, that's what it means. You know what I mean? It means that I'm following some rule that I don't want to follow and I'm annoyed at you because you don't follow it. You know what I mean? And so I take my anger out and my fucking whatever, you know, spineless weakness. I take it out on you. You know what I mean? Because you did this thing. And I think that a lot of people feel that way. You know what I mean? Like a lot of, I mean, I feel like a lot of racism and sexism and anger that people have is because of that. They feel like other people get away with stuff that they wish they could get away with, but they can't because all these rules that oppress them specifically. Right. And that's like that's kind of seems to be everybody's belief. Right. That's what black people think. White people have all this privilege. White people think black people have all this privilege. Men think women have it easy because we got to approach them. We got to buy dinner. We got to do this and we got to do that. And they think we you know, what I mean, like, like we all have our ridiculous beliefs about it. But at the end of the day, the most the happiest people I know are the ones who follow their own rules. And then generally those people don't give two shits about what you do with your time. Like, and that's what the person would have said, right? Like, if I was that person, I would have walked over to you and said, hey, man, do you need to have this fan off? Because when you turned it off, all of them went off. You know what I mean? And then you would go, oh, dude, I'm sorry, I didn't know. I'd be like, all right, well, it's fine. You're going to be on for just a few more minutes. You know, let me know when you're done. We'll just turn it back on. And you probably want, oh, dude, don't worry about it. Turn it on now. And I'd like, you sure? You'd have went, yeah, man, I'm sure. And I'd be like, okay, cool. Like you know what I mean? Like it would yeah. have been a perfectly reasonable conversation because I'm I have no need to control you, and I'm surely not trying to be conformist. Well, let me, me, in me in any way, shape, or form.
0: Let me tell you two stories, and unfortunately, they come off uh, like, "Hey, dig me, I'm awesome." <laughs> but when when I'm at the gym, things piss me off all the time. Like my biggest thing is I see people uh, take free weights, use them, and just set them down wherever and don't ret- they don't return them to the rack. Or if they do return them to the rack, to me, it's really simple. It starts with 5 pounds on the left and ends at 30 pounds on the right, and then the next row is 35 pounds to set- whatever it is, Or and they'll just take the 10-pound weights or the 5-pound weights and just drop them where the 20-pound rate- weights go. And I'm like, really? But I- I'm not over there correcting them because it's not my place. I just look at them like, all right. And then either I'll move the weights when I put mine back, or I'll just ignore it because I'm like, that's life. You know, I don't like it, but I'm not going to get up. and Whatever they're doing, That's I'm not out to fix the world. You know, know your battles. And then the other thing, I didn't think of this, but it goes back to the first thing I told you about where I walked away from my thing. Um, there are a handful of people, and I'm guilty of this too, where we will bounce between two machines at times. If it's light there, like if there are only like three people... I'll do two different chest machines to work out two different areas. But if someone goes and hops on one of them, I just sort of go, all right, I'm using two machines. And I just ignore, you know, like I sort of grumble, and go, fuck, I was using that, but I don't go tell them, Hey, I was using that because I'm obviously on another machine and I can't Bogart two machines. And so I let it go. I'm like, yeah, I get it. So I it just, it's sort of, I, I do have things that sort of, I don't want to say rub me the wrong way, but that like, you know, where I, if I were, and this is where I, talk about up front I said I'm stroking my own cock here if I were a worse person I could go get in their face like dude I'm using that machine oh you were on that one yeah I'm using them both
1: that makes zero <laughs> sense you know Well, why I would mean, I it's, ever it's, but it's just like such a ridiculous sense of entitlement but 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 you and I both know people who are like that we both know people who would think that there's nothing wrong with them we're using two machines at the same time and they would say but i'm trying to work out two different muscles and i got to do in reps so i got to do this one for this long and this one for this long and they're the perfect intervals between the two of each other so i need them both and they would feel perfectly justified in saying that you know what i, mean? I like, suppose yeah i mean i know people who and and you know listen i get their logic but in their mind i mean and that to me is what that's what it seems to come down to right like Same thing with the people who put the five pound weights where the 20 pound weights go. It's not like they can't do it. It's not like it takes any more energy or less energy to put it in one space or move it uh, three feet to the left and put it there, right? It's not, it's literally like an act of defiance. Like, I'm not going to follow the rules because I don't have to. Well, mean? that's what it seems like to me. But maybe they're also just lazy and don't think about it. Like, sometimes it's not malicious, sometimes people just don't give a shit about, like, they don't care about that stuff in their own house. That's so what I was just gonna say. You know say. what I mean? Like, they don't give a shit, like, like, I know people who have, well, the place we stayed, one of our friends in Vermont, he has a place, his whole CD collection is alphabetized and put by style. And he's got hundreds and hundreds, not thousands of CDs. I'm not good at guessing those numbers, but this, like, I mean, it, it's, you know, it looks like a CD store and it's all alphabetized and put together by style. And I'm like, right, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do that.
0: I I hear, and I agree with you, I I think it's uh, more the, uh, I don't think people, I think people just don't think about it. I'd like to think that. Maybe that's just me assuming the best in people as opposed to defiance and fuck you, I'm going to put these wherever I want. (laughs) But I also think, and I'm just spitballing here when I when I examine uh, myself and the th- stories I just told you about uh, sort of inner grumbling like fuck I was on that machine but you know I'm using this one and I can't I can't bogart both of them. I also when I look at someone that puts the weights back somewhere wrong or jumps in and uses something that I'm also using because obviously I can't I don't take any of it personally. Like that's why they're not doing anything to me. They're just doing their own thing. And that's what most people do. And, and I think most of humanity does that in a way that stays out of the way of other people. And I wonder going back to the guy, you know, like, Hey, did you get permission to turn that off? And or like wiped on your machine between reps. If you're going to walk away for 10 seconds, that guy, um, do they just take things personally? Like I know when I get cut off in traffic, I just think, oh, fuck, you're just unobservant. I don't think, why the fuck did you cut me off? You know, I just, I just think, I don't take it personally.
1: Well, I mean, I think that, that that's what most most people are just thinking. Why? Well, how could you cut me off? Like, right. I know that you cut other people off, but how could you cut me off? Like, do like it's this thing that like we feel like they're attacking us. I've been in cars with people who are like that. That like one of my friend's brothers was like that growing up, and we'd be in a car with him and somebody would cut him off, or just get in front of him, and he would pull up to them at the light, and get out, this vein would pop out of his forehead, and he'd walk up to them, and be ready to fight them, and I was like, dude, what the fuck, like, like, what is going on here, like, that you, you somehow think that that's a proper response, like, and it wouldn't even be like they cut him off, cut him off, it would just be like they got in front of him, you know what I mean, like, was absurd but i i i have found that many of my biggest problems came from an interpretation of a situation that was it was i would interpret situations as being an attack on me personally you know like i i could say that most of the problems in my life well no all right better thing when i really started working on not taking things personally my life got significantly better on all fronts you know which by default means that that was a real serious problem right (laughs) essentially right you know so yeah i and i i feel like a lot of the people that i used to be friends with I'm not friends with them anymore because when we talk, there's a propensity for them to just gossip. And I'm well. Like, there's oh, nothing God. wrong with that. Everybody likes well, little gossip. And I don't. Who's
0: know. fucking who? Who got pregnant right, by who? Exactly. Who's cheating on who? Come on! It, it's
1: not even gossip. It's really talking shit about people who we call friend. Oh, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm like, what is this? Like, I'm not interested in doing this. And listen, I mean, I love those people as people. Like, listen, we all have our flaws and I'm pretty fucked up. You know what I mean? Like, I think, <laughs> I think that's the other thing, right? Not to be Mr. Tangent Man here, but I think that's the other thing is the more I learn to accept my own fucked upness, the more I realize it's hard for everybody. Like, everybody's life is hard. Do you know what I mean? It doesn't mean it's bad, but everybody has struggles, and everybody has things that go wrong, and and everybody has some area in which they feel strong, or most people do, but we all generally have places where we feel really weak, and they're not strong, and we're uncomfortable, and we don't like to talk about it, because it's uncomfortable to to face up to your faults. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's hard, you know? mm Mm-hmm.
0: Well I was I yeah I I'm, I'm I'm holding on to a thought. You you said something that sparked a thought in me, something a memory that I have not had in years. So I'm not responding directly to what you were just saying mm-hmm. uh, when you said do you know what I mean? And then I I had a thought. I'm responding to something you said 2 minutes ago. And mm-hmm. unfortunately I don't remember what that was, but I've just been trying to capture my <laughs> thoughts. I'm like don't lose my thought, don't lose my thought, you know, like listening to you. Your um,
1: pothead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: so it goes, unfortunately it goes back to what I was saying about not taking things personally and something you said. I remember the first moment I had this thought. Um, I would have been 23, 24, something like that, 25. I don't remember the exact... I I was a bartender and I worked at a restaurant called Nancy's in the Third Ward of Milwaukee. And um, what happened was is on Monday and Tuesday nights it was so slow that uh, pretty much there'd be no customers and the owner would call, okay, you can close at 8 instead of 9. And I would be in charge of locking everything up. And so the the only cook on duty and the only waitress and me, and I, uh, I'd lock all the doors and let us out. And what I didn't know was that the cook was stealing. He's bringing food home for himself. So one night we lock up and we're leaving and the owner jumped out and was like ah gotcha and i'm like huh and she goes not you nathan and like saw that the cook had something or like grabbed the bag and i'm like oh uh this doesn't concern me does it she's like no you keep going he's been stealing like all right well i'm out of here and um where i'm going with this is twofold actually now that i remember it so one the waitress quit because she was so freaked out by that. She's like, oh, my God, I can't believe that the owner jumped out and you know, scared me half to death and you know, <laughs> grabbed the cook or whatever happened. I'm like, but it wasn't about you. It was about the owner protecting their business. The cook was stealing. So I thought that was interesting that the, the, the waitress was so offended and shook up by what happened that she quit. But then a week later, the cook called looking for his check, and I happened to answer the phone. And he started screaming at me. Where the fuck is my check? Why the fuck hasn't she gotten me my check yet? Where the fuck is my check? And I sat there and I sort of stepped out of myself and I went, huh. Well, he's not yelling at me. He's angry at her. And I just happened to be the conduit because I answered the phone. All right. And then I just stood there and listened to him yell. And and I was like, yeah, I don't know about what to tell you. Yeah, I can tell her she want your check. Like, you fucking tell her, man. I want my fucking check. And I'm like... Yeah. Okay. But I didn't take any of it personally. I just, I remember the feeling of, I, I just remember having that thought. He's technically not yelling at me. I just happened to be hearing it. And that, I carried that with me for a long time in many situations where someone was in a negative frame of mind. All the way through these past two gym experiences I talk about where I'm like, oh, okay, you're a germaphobe and you're going through some shit with the coronavirus in the news every day. Got it. I'm not going to play that game. I'm just going to nod at you and walk away. Um, yeah, it's it's a matter of not taking everything personally, I think, sometimes, especially interactions with strangers or even like the cook. I knew the cook. If you know sort of a situation... I could have yelled back at him or hung up or I, you, you can always yell back or you can distance yourself from a situation and just be like, Oh, all right. I see what's going on here. Does that make sense? Is that kind yeah. of what you were talking about?
1: Yeah. Cause, cause
0: something you said sparked that in me that I, I hadn't thought of that chef in years. Yeah.
1: Cook. Yeah. I mean, I think that that is almost what it is. I think, right. He's just, he's mad and he's embarrassed, right? He's embarrassed because you know that he got fired. Yeah. You were there like you witnessed his shaming moment that now he's got to call you guys up because he's I mean the guy's stealing food, I'm not defending what he was doing but if he's stealing food, right? He's not stealing money, he's stealing food. Yeah. Which means he's really just trying to feed his family. I mean, Well, he was at in his 20s too
0: and I don't, he didn't have kids. I know him. Oh, I know him well right. enough oh, to know that he was then just
1: he's a He's just he's just an idiot. He's just stealing food cuz he can.
0: He, he it right. was that's he was doing it cuz he could. I remember um before he got caught stealing food he would always complain like fuck this job you know fuck fuck this you know they don't pay enough they don't do this it, it was it was a very negative thing i'm like you're not working hard there's no customers on a monday you know maybe if it was hopping then you'd get paid more but uh you know so yeah it wasn't that he was a, an old guy trying to feed a family he was just a young guy in his 20s right. being a dick
1: right i mean right but you right and you witnessed him get fired essentially yeah which that's that's a shameful thing I would imagine, or or maybe it is, maybe it is, and I don't know. But but I would feel personally I would feel like shit if I got fired and then I had to call up and beg for my check or you know. What well, I mean? I'd be like, embarrassed as fuck if people knew I was and, stealing and, and if got fired was, and it was you who picked up the phone. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. you know what I mean? I'd be I wouldn't be happy about that. Well, I and
0: as I said, the casual like. It wasn't a matter of okay, you three, we're going to search all of you to see who's stealing. It was like, oh, Nathan, you can go. know, and, and I'm like, oh, all right, yeah, because I was just so. <laughs> and when they jumped out, I wasn't even startled either. You know, like it was, a, it was a gotcha. Like we walked around a corner, and it was gotcha. And, and I was just like, oh hey, what's going on? Like I had nothing to hide, and I wasn't surprised. <laughs> I'm just like, are you coming to see if I locked the door or what? I didn't care. Like this is your right. business. You have every. And it's still funny that the waitress was so freaked out that she quit. I can't believe that happened to me it didn't happen to you you were next to something that happened
1: yeah it's also i haven't had this I mean, thought does, in forever. But that's such ego though like we all feel like people feel like they're so important that everything is about them
0: yeah yeah
1: you know like people really do believe that the war you gonna say well
0: i had a, a sort of a related thought that i haven't thought of in years just the way she's, she was saying i can't believe this happened to me but it didn't happen to you. And I, I was just thinking of something, a conversation we'd had a long time ago about uh, distance and tragedy. Like, right now, you and I are talking on the phone, and there's someone getting murdered. And I, re- it's like, does that shut life down? We know that tragedy is always happening. We know that there's always something bad happening. There's someone in my neighborhood right now that's hitting their kid. But I'm not sitting here on the phone with you going, Barrett, I can't, I just can't because I know out there someone's getting hurt. So for her, yeah, it was really close in proximity. She was right there, but it also didn't happen to her. She was not hit by friendly fire.
1: <clears throat> I know. mean, technically, I mean, the experience happened to her.
0: It yeah. just wasn't. Experience the adjacent.
1: <laughs> Well, I mean like like somebody really did jump out and go gotcha and, yeah. and and for the first three seconds or first three milliseconds you didn't know what it was about. Right? You thought they were coming to check on you. She thought they the, the, the cook knew immediately, but she might have been stealing something too. And that she might have thought she got I caught. Didn't even think, yeah, I mean yeah. like so I mean it happened to her. It just turned out that afterwards it wasn't really about her. But the experience happened to her. Like she has every right to be afraid and be like, "Oh my god, you guys fucking scared the shit out of me." What the fuck? You know what I mean? Like that's, that's perfectly enough. that's perfectly so you, reasonable. But you know, do you I mean, think this
0: relates to what we were talking about last week? Is is okay? Negative thinking versus positive thinking versus neutral thinking, and now we're getting deep into complete bullshit. You talk about the guy with the hey, did you get permission to? I'm going into a waitress's head that I have not thought about in 20 what? years and don't know. Okay, so you just said it happened, and I agree with you. I'm not going to argue that point at all. Okay, you, yeah, I agree. It happened. It freaked her out. It scared her. What the fuck is going on? What happens after that, though? When she goes home, she has every opportunity. Like, I, within milliseconds, I'm like, what are they doing? Oh, okay, this doesn't involve me. Like, I was <laughs> over it. She goes home, and instead of going, wow, that really freaked me out. I get where they were coming from. The guy was stealing from them. Okay, I didn't like it. But I can deal with it, or maybe you know, like, because I remember her saying how freaked out she was and she was quitting. As opposed to, you know, what I didn't like that experience. I'm going to quit because it was not a positive experience. At least that would have been neutral. But this was like freaked out. I can't believe that happened. I can't, I can't work here anymore. That 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 was so freaky. I I'm no. I there's no way I could work there. I'm like, you're pretty fucking. That maybe you maybe that was ground zero for snowflakes right there. I just discovered it. <laughs> Talk about Ground Zero for uh, coronavirus. I found Ground Zero for Snowflake.
1: <laughs> I mean, I think that you know, I mean, I, I feel like there were, and again, I, I I'll try to restrict this to to me. I feel like there were definitely points in my life where I was addicted to drama. You know, mm. and I didn't. I didn't. Yeah, like, I call that my
0: first real relationship. You know that one, <laughs> right? But
1: but like I, I right. But I mean, I, I can't even say at the time I was aware of it. But I I can think of like situations I was in where things were always seeming to happen to me. You know what I mean? And and they were always like these ridiculous things that it gave me the right to feel shitty all the time or whatever. You know, like just so much stuff, and so, I, I wonder. I, uh, this is, you know, the funny thing is, like, people at the gym, when I meet... When I don't go to the gym, like, clearly, if you look at my pictures, you'd see that. But, like, <laughs> I... Um, but... <coughs> in, the, in the times that I was at the gym or in those similar situations, these days, I feel bad for those people. Because I was like that once. Like, I was the kind of person who took everything personally. And, and you know, and it was... It's not even that I played the victim, but I think playing the victim goes side goes hand in hand with taking everything personally. Do you know what I mean? I would and agree so with I that. Think, I I think, it, yeah. I think they're inevitable, right? But the problem is, like, when you're the one, right? Like, when I watch, like, like we don't have to go down this road deeply, obviously, but like when I hear white supremacists talk about the idea of identity politics while they're talking about white supremacy, I think that's hilarious. Like, I'm like, what do you, what? Like, and they don't see it. But the same thing is true when black people do the same thing, right? We like the, when we do that thing where we say these people are self-identifying and not letting us in, we don't like it. But then we don't see that we self-identify and don't let, white people into certain spaces either, or get mad when white people come to those spaces sometimes, right? Not always, and not all black people, obviously. I can only speak for the the five that I know, right? (coughs) But I think that there's just a, a propensity for us to, like, take all of that shit personally, right? Like, when I think about all these arguments with race and gender and all this stuff, it's the fact that people take it personally. The thing is that, it's like what we were saying earlier. It is happening to them, right? It is happening to me personally. It's just not directed towards me, right? You know what I mean? Like, it's not... I don't know how to explain it properly, but you know what I mean, like... Well, let me
0: ask you a question and see if this will help mm-hmm. you spark it thought because what you made me think of is uh, uh, something Adam Carolla said. Um, I find him very fucking amusing, and he's actually pretty insightful. Mm-hmm. And you and I have talked about this a little bit in the past, not not recorded, but just in our personal conversations. Mm-hmm. Um, let's use OJ as an example, uh, or Cosby, or anyone. Um, when a pillar of the black community falls, African Americans tend to, I don't want to say take it personally, but they, from, from from what I see, and this is an outsider, it seems like, it looks like, oh, this is a poor reflection on the black community. Whereas when a Harvey Weinstein falls, I don't take any association with it. I don't like, oh, man, dude, you're letting white people down. Come on. You know, I'm just like, eh, you know, like, fuck you, Harvey, you're out. You know, like, good for you. You're in jail. Does that, does that ring true? Does that make sense as far as taking yeah. it personally versus not taking And is that white entitlement? Yeah. Is that? I uh, mean,
1: the, the, I mean, from my perspective, absolutely. I mean, because there, that's like a real thing, right? Like, <clears throat> When when a black person all right, remember when that woman, when that guy, what's his name in Boston, beat his pregnant wife up and threw off her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's when we lived there. Yeah. I can't remember his name, but it happened in Milwaukee right after anybody uh, listening
0: doesn't remember. It was huge. Right. A guy beat the shit out of his wife and said, It was the black guy. And and so they they tore neighborhoods. They literally
1: went through neighborhoods and beating everybody up and jacking up. Kicking indoors Right, it was, like, ridiculous, because that's what happens, right? If one black person does something wrong many black people often pay for it because it's a it, it, it's like a confirmation somehow of a see we knew that's how you were and it right. gives it gives the excuse to then go do that to other people whereas like when a black person does good what they say is see you're a credit to your race for some bullshit they don't say that anymore but do you
0: know what I mean? like oh, they, you know, they they did for a long time i remember that right, all from my childhood right. that's I, one of the I good mean, ones
1: i remember people saying it to me you know what i mean like, oh, you're not like those other ones. You know what I mean? And it's like, oh, right. but Well, before you know, we
0: get too far down this path, and we can go yeah. anywhere, I do want to interrupt and say, for every negative, there's also a positive. Yes. And if you don't remember this, it's because it was it might not have been big news. The Boston thing, I think, was national news. It was huge to us because we lived in Boston. I mean, we lived it. But then I moved back to Milwaukee, and it happened there. But because of boston it played out differently it was an applebee's i think in a parking lot in the northridge mall i I remember northridge in milwaukee and this this you know woman got stabbed and a black guy did it and the cops went hmm well we could go kick in all the black doors but i remember what just happened in boston let's take a step back and examine this Hmm." yeah and it was the husband, and he got caught out fairly quickly like and yeah. I remember it, I remember the police chief saying, alluding to we're not going to jump to conclusions like happened in Boston or something, like for every negative, there can be a positive outcome because of it and
1: yeah absolutely I think that and I'm sure there are plenty of people who have done that. The issue largely for me becomes again, it, it's, a ma- it's a means of control, right? Like, the way that racism, sexism, any kind of ism, the way that it works is it's not overt in the way that people think it is. It's not overt in the sense, like, people running around calling me nigger or some shit like that. Like, I haven't been called nigger really since I lived in Boston. I was all, like, I got called nigger a lot in Boston. But, other well, that was that.
0: mostly me, and we lived together. Right, so. exactly. Right, so. <laughs> <laughs> right.
1: But you but remember when? I, I'm sorry
0: for the tangent, <laughs> listeners. This is one of my favorite stories that I just thought of it right now. Barrett and I. Uh, I'm an insomniac. I for whatever reason you were up uh, that park where they filmed the the park bench scene in Goodwill Hunting. Mm-hmm. We are about a block away from that park, heading past the Bull and Finch pub, which was Cheers. And uh, we're just out, what was it, 10 p.m., 11 p.m., midnight, 1 a.m.?
1: Yeah, it was late.
0: It was late. And these these frat boys drive by and start yelling faggot and homophobic yeah. slurs at us. Yeah. And it's like, oh, because we're two guys walking. And then we found out, yeah, that in the parks in Boston after midnight, that's where the gays hooked up. Right. But uh, you just talk about Boston being where you last where, where oh, yeah. you dropped the N-bomb. Pretty interesting yeah. city when it comes to race wow. and sexuality and and intolerance yeah. at the time. This is yeah. you know the nineties. Yeah. This is I, early nineties.
1: So. Yeah, I don't I don't know what it's like now. It could be totally different. Who knows? But I know that I got called nigger a lot. I got told to go back to Africa by people who had just gotten there. Like like the lady who said it. Like, still had an accent. Like I was like, good lord. Like like which part of like what part of Ireland are you from? And I'm not saying Irish people are racist. I'm just saying she happened to be Irish. But you know what I mean? I was like, you're gonna tell me to go back to Africa? Like, what are you talking about? Like, oh god, it's fucking hilarious. Like like but that shit like I that's exactly what you're talking about. I didn't take that personally. I actually laughed. Like she said to me I was getting on the T and she said, Go back to Africa, nigger you know, but it's a bit of an accent. I just can't really do the Irish accent. Mine sounds Jamaican. Why don't you go back gone. to Africa, you fucking nigger? Right, exactly. And I was just like and I laughed. I said, lady, I'm from Philly. And I just got up. Like, like, I didn't even care. Like, it didn't even make me mad. It made me laugh. I was like, oh, good lord. Like, seriously? No, now that's because it was a little old lady. If it was, like, a bunch of dudes, I probably would have been a little bit scared. You know what I mean? Right, right. But, but you know, <laughs> but a little old lady, I was like, all right, she's not trying to hurt me. She's just mad. She's just mean, and she's just an unhappy person. You know what I mean? There was a right.
0: great uh, one-off joke on Letterman in the eighties. I remember it clearly. I'd love to be able to find it online, and I'm—I don't even know how to explain it. I just remember it very clearly. I don't remember what the bit was. It was an—I uh, I, it was uh, something that involved like a series of jokes, like when he would sit at a, his desk and show placards. Does that mm-hmm. make sense? Like, a, yeah. oh, like like the wacky news or something. But this one just happened to be two sets of silhouettes and one set was, uh, all shaded or, or dark, um, you know, silhouettes, not faces, just human figures, uh, was all dark with one white figure. And the other one was all white with one figure, with with one dark figure. And the wording of the joke, I'll get wrong, but basically it was like most of the NBA versus, and then the Boston Celtics. And I was like, which is, you know, because the Boston, they were one of the last teams to I don't want to say integrate, but it was just like you got the joke. Yeah. It was the Celtics was yeah. mostly white basketball players in a mostly black league. <laughs> it, the way he did it was obviously yeah. brilliant, and I can remember it all these years yeah. later.
1: <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, that's good shit. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I found Boston to be a lovely place. Like, I it's funny because I didn't have a bad time. You know, it wasn't a bad time. I just at the time, and I, I imagine it's very different now because you know, it's a college town, right? It's a college city. There's just like, what is it, like, 10, 15 colleges in five square miles or something ridiculous? Something absurd. I mean, we walked to several of them to hang out with people. Right, it's absurd. So, and, and with the way that colleges are, I imagine it is much, it is probably significantly more liberal than it was when we were there. I can't prove that. I don't know. I haven't been there. I don't know anything about it, right? But I, I would imagine that it's probably much better than it was when we were there. That was quite some time ago, you know what I mean? But
0: well, let's yeah. let's let uh, continue down this path, but shift a little bit. Yes. Um, I've been hearing uh, over the past couple of days, and, and I'm sure you have too. Uh, involving race or racism or sexism. Uh I can't believe it's two old white men in the Democratic Party, and it's going to be, whichever one of them wins, it's going to be two old white men running for president. And it's like, okay, yeah, I hear you, but it's not like that's not how people voted. In fact, African Americans overwhelmingly voted for one of those old white men, I mean, I'm not happy about it. My guy was Pete Buttigieg, Mm -hmm. a young white guy. Um, (laughs) But uh, the lamenting, the saying, oh, it was such a diverse uh, field, it was such a diverse field, I can't believe we're down to two old white men. I'm like, well, that's the way it played out. And people can talk about racism and sexism, but let's just focus on a couple of them, like uh, Kamala Harris and Elizabeth Warren. The instant they ended their campaigns then the stories came out about how poorly those campaigns were run and how the money was spent and how they ran out of money and how they is like you people didn't vote for him and you can say it's because of sexism or when you study it you could say that kamala harris came off in my opinion as inauthentic on the one hand she's saying like we need to have criminal reform but you know five minutes ago she was throwing black men into jail for pot and Elizabeth Warren was saying we need free college. No, wait, that's Bernie Sanders' plan. Um, I'm going to go more towards the middle. Wait, that's not working. I'm going to. She was too wishy-washy. I, I'm not. Sh- if if it's racism and sexism, why did everybody vote for the two old white men that we're all complaining about now?
1: I mean, <coughs> I mean, and, again, and,
0: case point, I'm not happy about it. My guy is out. I wanted young and fresh, but it didn't happen. So, what are you going to do?
1: I mean, again, the way that racism and sexism work is it's not overt it's it's about the way like the reason why why you are unaware of racism largely is because it doesn't happen to you because it's a way that black people are trained to think and behave it's not an overt thing it's a way we're and 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 i say that to say like when if you watch a TV show, right? Go watch a show, particularly anything from the 70s or 80s, but even now, just go on to Netflix and watch a show. And what you will see is you'll watch oftentimes some inept white dude employ the services, or not employ, but just kind of solicit the services of black people women whoever and all of these people give up their lives and risk their lives because it's the right thing to do to help this white dude who really wasn't as smart as them wasn't as capable as them but they all somehow look to him for leadership it is fascinating dude like the amount of times i see it in a show and i'm like oh my god is this every show like and it's not every show obviously i was it's just gonna just, say
0: i gotta hit you up here can you give me specific examples because
1: oh mm, i mean just watch the, I don't the, the, the really the watch one. much tv so well, but the, but here's the thing you wouldn't notice it that's, yeah, what, that's I what i'm mean. saying so give you me won't like notice what should it, right? i look for i mean i would say just watch it just watch now next time you watch a tv show that involve or a movie that involves mo- people of multiple races and genders, watch who they... Well, all right, here's an easy, And it's a stupid movie, so it's a ridiculous example. But on Netflix, there's a movie called Spencer Confidential. Uh,
0: if that's the thing they're promoting right now with that asshole with face tattoos, I'm not watching it.
1: Yeah, it's just so ridiculous. It's just stupid, right? So I was watching it for a minute, I, and there's a scene where, like, the white guy is talking to the black woman and she's like, I don't know what I should do, and I don't know if I could trust you, and she looks over at the other black dude, and she's, and he nods, and then she goes, okay, and I was like, what? I was like, all right, first of all, like, like, the implications, and again, like, I could be reading into this, right, like, but I'm like the implications that I see there are that this black woman is going to trust this white man who's a perfect stranger because another perfect stranger who happens to be black told her she could. So she's going to now risk her and her son's life and put it in the hands of this white dude because this black man said it's okay. And I'm like, what? In what world? In what world is that real? Right? Like, really, in what world do we live in that that's real? But the amount of times I see things like that, where it's like, you know, some black person risking their life to save some, to do something for some white person, it's shocking to me. It's shocking how many times I see it and how few times I see the reverse. Right? That's really what it is. But I say all that to say this when you grow up in a system where every example of power and leadership is an old white man in all for almost as long as we've had media up until very very recently can you argue that those two guys are the best, or would you? Or could, you could also make a strong case that we literally, like, I know people who are just uncomfortable. I know women who are uncomfortable getting led by women. Well, let me. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm not, I'm not I... saying that's the case, but but one could make a strong argument that it's just coll- like we have. We have very few mechanisms in place to figure out what it would take to allow a woman in our conscious mind, and our conscious mind we could deal with it maybe, but our subconscious mind, the part that actually does the thinking, does, does your subconscious legitimately believe that a woman can run this country as well as a man can? Does it? My, like mine y- personally, I think my?
0: probably better. Uh, <laughs> I, I've done enough. Ah. Stuff, like I remember reading the, and this is this is going to be a stupid example, and I apologize for it, but it's it's honest, it's real. Um, the book about U2, the band, uh, going on their Zoo TV tour after "August Baby," mm-hmm. and at one point he describes the U2 hierarchy and how their management team and their industry... Like, they built a... It's all run by women. And he only talked about it for a couple paragraphs, but he talked about why they did that and how it works much smoother than any other record industry he'd been in, where he's like, you know, I see all these men jockeying and throwing elbows and being dicks, and these women, they communicate, and they talk through problems, and shit gets done. And I I just remember thinking, like, huh, all right, interesting. And so... When it came time in my life to vote for women, all the way up to Hillary Clinton, I never had a problem with it. I never gave it a second thought. I'm like, yeah, I get it. I, I And it goes. And this is another example. It goes back to, and this is a joke, and I get that it's a joke, and some people don't like it, but there's a, a hint of honesty to it in a way. Robin Williams, way back in the day, uh, his San Francisco special maybe, you know, I think there should be all women leaders. There'd never be any wars. Just every 28 days, some very intense negotiations. I mean, I remember that <laughs> joke and thinking, yeah, why wouldn't it yeah. be better with all women? Like, maternal instinct as opposed to machoism. I mean,
1: uh, but I mean, let me...
0: Uh, and, and, but as far as race goes, um, I, I agree with... So you said that up until very, very recently, it's always been old white men in power, and it's odd that that's what we've got in the upcoming election. Do you think, and I have two thoughts here, one... That's because that's the way it's always been, so it was just sort of reflective of society for better or actually for worse, and now we're changing that. But also, that's also America. You go to African cinema or TV or Bollywood or Asian, and you're going to see what it reflects in that society. And the reason I had that thought is, I remember after Titanic came out, Billy Zane and someone else with a little notoriety like Billy Zane was in Titanic he should have been a huge star but what he did is he went to some arabic country and i don't know which one it can be googled cuz i know i'm not wrong on this and he starred in a film where he was the evil america evil american who was trying to hurt uh, islam and you know the the americans were the enemy and the the muslim nation whoever it was rose up and and people were like, how dare he star in this anti-American film? And he's like, dude, I'm just an actor. It was a movie. But that was that culture. It was like, yeah, so they're going to make the Americans the bad guy for that movie or whatever whoever it was that made it. So, yeah, in America, we have a history of white forefathers and white and white and racism and blah, blah, blah. And yes, thankfully, that is changing. So is it over racism or is it a reflection of what was? And on top of that, I will throw to the idea that Hollywood does try and change faster than society and pushes back on society with guess who's coming to dinner or Ellen coming out of the closet they're always trying to be a step ahead and trying to turn society for the better not always but you know like yeah when I mean, it, Hollywood tends to be more empathetic uh, I know they're just interested in cash but
1: yeah but I mean, he, I mean here's the thing I, I think that that I I I think that this country at some point was eighty percent Caucasian, right? If that's the case, then it would make yeah. That's sense. why Trump won
0: because he was trying to make right. it great again, back to right. that eighty percent.
1: Right. I mean, <laughs> but literally, I mean, I think you no. Might to some do people,
0: they really did vote for that shit. It's right. scary.
1: But I mean, I think that like, if you have the country and the majority of the country is white, then obviously the majority of things that happen are going to be based on white ideals, right, in a certain way. But what has happened to me is that it's not even about racism. It tends to be what we call white supremacy. But I don't like that word, right? But what it generally tends, what it means generally is that, in general, white people, and most other people too, because that's what we've all seen our whole lives, right? We've fundamentally been trained to believe that white people's ideas concepts thoughts whatever are more sophisticated than other people's they're just better and it's and you hear it in the way people say things and do things right like you can get you can find a white person who will go Shaniqua ha what a funny name and then 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 call their son whatever like uh, what's a nice Irish name and think that's perfectly normal do you know what I mean like a white American will think a strange Irish name is perfectly normal, but a, but a, but anything that sounds African is weird, right? Even if you know what I'm saying, like, nah, like t-
0: t- maybe it's just me, but I think uh, any fucked up name is fucked up. Whether it's uh, know, Gwyneth Paltrow but, naming a kid Apple or
1: well, that's just uh, but, an
0: Irish person naming their kid Shillelagh or whatever. Right,
1: right. But like, but I found that to be true. I've also found that when when I talk to teachers, I remember being at Berkeley and talking to teachers and saying things like, you know, I there's a lot of great black composers. Can we study them? And in in the film scoring class, and the guy's like, Yeah, if you bring, yeah, why don't you recommend a couple for me and I'll look into it? I'm like, Motherfucker, you're the teacher, right? Like, why is it my job to teach you about black music? You're supposed to be teaching me, but he wants me to bring him the stuff so that he can present. It's like, that's ridiculous, but there's just a general ethic, right? Like, black history. Well, is considered something separate because it will not be integrated into American history. Do you know what I mean And people well, say oh, I hear that I yeah. you know, like, I, I don't like, I wouldn't argue like against that. In, in, in any books that you read growing up, what do, can you name me more than two books that you read about black people or written by black authors that the school told you to read that was just a perspective other than the perspective of generally a white man? And I'm not saying that some of those perspectives aren't fucking brilliant. Like, that's the point, right? No one's arguing that those perspectives are wrong or that they don't need to be out there. It's just, is that the only perspective we need? Do you know what I mean? And at what point do we say, well, yes, like, let's get the perspective of, women on this and people of, color, like, you know, like we read about the, you know, our perspective of the Native Americans about them is the perspective of a colonizer. What do their stories say about, do you know what I mean? Like, like, right, like what do they say over in a Middle Eastern country that's Islam that are just minding their own businesses and our drone strikes blow up their schools? Who's the terrorist that, in their eyes, who's the terrorist? You know, right? To be fair, we built that
0: school and then they blew it up. So right
1: there, you go. But <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like like in those situations where we have done things and we just call it collateral damage. Who's the real terrorist? Right? Like not, no, I not, hear you. not th- to say th- this is going to
0: sound odd, you know? but uh, uh, the movie Star Wars they 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 have said that they see themselves as the rebels and uh, the America as the empire.
1: Hmm. Yeah, that's literally it. Right. And then that and there it is right now. I'm not saying that we're terrorists because I don't think that's what that. But but you could see how if, if you told the story of these strange pale people landing on your shores from the perspective of a Native American person, it's a very different story. Do you know what I mean? You tell the story of a bunch of strange white people landing on African shores. I've read those stories. I've read the stories from African authors and stuff. Those stories are fascinating because I'd never read anybody else's account and never read about the damage that was done as a result of taking away millions of the strongest, healthiest people from a country. Like what like the 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 long lasting effects that had on Western Africa. You know what I mean? Like it's like, oh, well, right, not like just that, that but war.
0: the drawing of borders that put right. warring tribes in the same yeah. country. That as right, like,
1: mean, right? Like, and then and and the, the continual pillaging of that place i mean victor hugo who i think is a brilliant writer who writes about freedom and justice and all this stuff right literally is quoted as saying something to the effect of see how i said that literally he's quoted as saying something to the effect of fascinating (laughs) right fascinating that i almost that almost got by me right (laughs) god ridiculousness comes out of my mouth but i mean i'm gonna fuck up the quote but he basically said something like Africa is put is God put it there for us to basically use it as a place to go shopping for resources like you know and here's a guy so this is during a time when all these people are running over to Africa just enslaving them and stealing their shit like that's perfectly reasonable like you guys had the misfortune of being born on our diamond mines what what you know what I mean? What the fuck are you talking about? You know what I mean? And then want to be mad that there's African rebels running around blowing up those people and trying to kick them out of their land. It's like, well, I'm not saying they're right, but from their perspective, a bunch of people came in and had been raping and pillaging their land that they were born onto that quote-unquote God gave them, right? Like, why does God only give white people land? You know what I mean? Like, why is that? You know what I mean? Well that that's the goddamn you know? conversation for you know the mean? next time because
0: right? anybody that turns to fucking God for a reason for anything is where <laughs> I start Oh, are you fucking you kidding but me? Manifest
1: destiny. You learned about manifest destiny in high school as being a reasonable thing. Technically, didn't mean,
0: I didn't learn anything in high school. Right. I barely graduated, but, so.
1: But do you know what I mean? Like, like, when we learned about the idea of Manifest Destiny, it wasn't taught as a ridiculous concept. They gave these people the idea that God told them that they should own everything from one ocean to the other, and they could enslave, murder, and do whatever the fuck they wanted to because God said it was okay. We were taught that that was actually a reasonable thing. That's insane. That's insane. Do You know what I mean? But that's what I mean. Like there's just an ethic of supremacy. That that idea, the idea in itself that God gave this land to white people, like like God gave the Jews Israel. That's what they were calling this. Like the new Israel. That literally what they were calling it. Is their version of Israel. That's Man, what Joseph they Smith
0: took that a little too far, didn't right, he? Right,
1: literally. Right, crazy motherfucker. But do you know what I mean? Like that's that when we talk about it. So like when you say you know, why do we vote this way? Because literally for hundreds of years, we've been under the idea that lit- a concept like Manifest Destiny is actually reasonable. And it's okay. Well,
0: it's also, and I, uh, tell me your thoughts on this, and then we should start signing off because we're hitting that, bumping up against an hour. Yes. Every uh, old people vote. So old people like to see what they see. But when it comes to African-Americans, everything I read and every quote I read and any interview I saw with an African-American was A, older, and B, they just felt comfortable with Biden because they knew him. Like, old people didn't want something. It was like, he had a little... They didn't so much talk about an Obama effect, like, you know, like, oh, Obama liked him, so I liked him. It wasn't like the nod from the stranger. It was more... Joe's been there for a long time. I trust Joe because he's been around. And it's like, yeah. I think that's more an age thing than a race or anything else. It's like old yeah. people like comfort and they like and it's old people and, vote. Young people don't vote.
1: And and this will it won't contradict everything I just said because I do believe that the the white supremacist ethic in this country is very real. I also think that there's a there in and, and, and I feel like there are places within the black community that where things go wrong, and it's not white people's fault. And it's our responsibility to deal with it, not white people's. And they're not, you know, there there, are areas in which uh, black people might be able to argue that white people are the cause of this, right? But there are whole other areas that are our responsibility that we need to deal with. Uh, you know what I mean? And so, like, I feel like, and, and, and if you're a tall, good looking black man in good shape who's well educated, do you have less of a chance? Than a poor, fat, white kid who does who's not attractive and is poorly educated. Do you know what I mean? Like, where do uh, we draw? Thirty like, years do, ago,
0: I would have said yes, right, but today, right? Nah, but like, I don't right. Think where so. do
1: we Where do we draw the line with privilege? Right? Like, if you're a wealthy black person or a really, really poor white person, right? Of course, like if the cops pull you over, right? We can argue that it doesn't matter, but in the rest of your life, does it matter? Right? You know what I mean? Like. A black man with a law degree versus a white kid from whatever some poor town, county who barely graduated with a GED. You know what I mean? Like, like who has more privilege in that way, right? Yeah, the black guy might not be able to do this other thing, but the white kids excluded from all this other stuff too. You know what I mean? So, where do you draw the line with privilege? Do you know what I mean? Like, it like there's too many factors, and so like again with the racism thing and all that stuff. We could argue about the white supremacist thing and we could agree or disagree on that. But there's also a thousand other factors, right? Like age. You're right. Old people feel a certain way. And I would I would imagine there are a whole host of black people who go, well, Biden is okay because my boy Obama said he was okay. And that it is the not. And he does get that. You know what I mean? And black people, large, a lot of black people are conservative. We think, like, we're liberal, but a lot of black people are anti-gay, anti-abortion, go to church all the time. You know what I mean? Like, like real, you know, like, and I'm not saying that all black people like that, obviously. But I know many black people who don't like the idea of homosexuality, who don't like the idea of abortion, who don't like the idea of a lot of things that are remarkably conservative, but yet they vote Democratic. You know 2020
0: I mean? ladies and gentlemen I so wanted to interrupt you because uh, it just would have been perfect timing but you were on such a roll I didn't <laughs> when you said where do we draw the line where do we draw the line I just wanted to say well we used to draw it at water fountains and but, that would ah! have been like the
1: good Lord <laughs> my like, good night ladies and gentlemen good and that's the Lord. podcast <laughs> you're lucky that people can't smack you through the phone into <laughs> the podcast Jeez it God. would have been
0: the perfect mo- I mean that yeah. just popped into my oh. goddamn head. <laughs> water yeah. fountains ladies and gentlemen <laughs> all right oh, man yes. let's Fall call it racism. there yeah man
1: <laughs> <laughs> as
0: always <laughs> barrett antar goodwin uh as this uh as this music starts as we fade out uh as the mu- as as we st- that was uh, it's his composition you can find him at antargoodwin.com at i'm going to try and do this right for the first time ever katiehenrymusic.com absolutely oh i got it right because i usually throw the band in there don't i yeah i usually uh, say katie henry 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 music
1: music on dot com instagram facebook it's all the same
0: yeah you can listen to the katie henry band on spotify you can find me at NathanTimmel.com. all right thanks for listening i just I just swallowed a burp instead of burping into the thing so that's what's going on there that that was the awkward uh-huh. pause thanks for talking to me Mr. Barrett and yeah. anyone listening thanks for listening and thanks for saying nice things about us and thanks for sharing it on your social media alright indeed bye bye
1: see ya